In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 148. I love Octopus. No. Octomom. Octomoms. Oh. <laughs> I love Octomoms to be eight. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> do you even know what she looks like, Rob? Uh, do I know what Nadia Suleiman looks like? Uh, yeah, I you think You know so. her name? No. Oh. Of course I do. Oh, no. And of course, we're talking about Channel Orange. Okay. Lowercase C. Capital O. By Frank Ocean. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's supposed to be pronounced like this. It's Channel Orange. By Frank Ocean. I was trying to do a cake by the ocean and I lost it. It sounded like a robot. <laughs> oh my God. This Frank Ocean. Anyway, there's something there. Okay. It's very little. It's very small. Russell, have the lights gone out in your basement? I are, are what you is talking going on? right now, Rob? What I don't even just, know what you're talking about. What if we just what if we just let Rob do the whole episode by himself? Let's just let okay. him go. I don't no, know no, what he's no, talking no. about. Okay, look at Russell's basement, guys. That doesn't concern yeah. you what you see in that picture. Russell looks fine. Okay. Well, Rob, this is part 12, of being a good roommate. Is when you set up a new spot downstairs, I'm purposely not setting it up in the other corner underneath the bedroom in case the roommate goes to sleep early. I'm ah. being considerate by putting yeah. it over in this unlit area of the basement. Mm -hmm. Do you still call it the guest bedroom when she sleeps there? Or do you have <laughs> you just call it the other bedroom? Like I, <laughs> Rob, anyway. Rob, I've got a cot out in the garage for the roommate here. <laughs> COVID test. What? I don't think we're doing that anymore. Yeah, you got to be outside two weeks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Let's get into the intro. I think CDC still says 14 days, right? <laughs> if you've had exposure, yeah. Mm -hmm. You pay for a cameo by Dr. Fauci being like, yes, your roommate, your girlfriend should stay outside for 14 days when she moves into your place. I, I got you this airplane ticket to Wuhan. <laughs> you have to stay outside. <laughs> I know you've always wanted to put a pangolin of your own. Okay, let's get into, let's turn on the radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. No. Sometimes I just want to repeat jokes, so I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Sitting here before the Zoom, trying to write jokes that are new, but I want to redo a joke back a week or two. Sit stuck in my head. How I once said that Reese's have panties. They are oh. just the rap. <laughs> I'll repeat that joke to you. It was funny before. We can just review and talk about that more. I know it's lazy to redo, but it's too good, so I just will. Redo it, redo it. You know that it's so hard. <laughs> Thinking a new joke hurts my head. You Whoa. know that we have come this far. Can we just repeat old ones instead? Like that joke about candy bars. <laughs> How the rappers are panties for them. Oh. This whole thing is so hard. <laughs> I have to think of jokes till 2027. Oh my God. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. One of the most satisfying things that's ever happened because of this podcast is I got a text from Russell the other day. He said, Rob, your Reese's panty joke might be one of the best we've ever had on the podcast. I know it's a good joke when we get when we release an episode, we drop it Tuesday, and we immediately get texts from our friends of just different candy panties. 
Like different candies have candies. <laughs> it's very, it's incredibly satisfying. I, I cannot tell you how much I love that. I think Birdville said one of like, uh, like a knockoff Reese's. It was like a mellow. I don't even know what it was. Do you guys know what that I was? Be- I couldn't I'm believe not, it. I was I'm like, sure. I was like, does he have them? Because it was like early Tuesday. I was like, does he just have them around? Did he go to the store and buy one for a joke? Like, <laughs> can you go to the, <laughs> hey, I'll take, uh, um, yeah, I got uh, 20 bucks out on three. And uh, do you know which one of these candies have panties? <laughs> No, no, what not are, the Reese's. What about like the tissue paper in a burger basket? Are those panties? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Greasy panties. No, I was going to say, I thought about it, Aaron, and I didn't say it. I thought, what I was like, I, mean? I was like, oh, is there a snail trail joke to make here? I didn't do it. Oh, and all of a sudden, you say greasy panties. <laughs> Next time you're done with your burger and you're handing stuff back to the waiter, it goes, oh, yeah, you can take those greasy panties. <laughs> Excuse me? Did you say patties? No. Oh, no, panties. No, the uh, the burger came out on a uh, wrapper. And uh, those are the burger's panties. <laughs> Greasy. He goes, oh, you also listened to Beck Did It Better. Like everybody's, this is the one thing we're known for. So how about this? How about this for a Beck Did It Better shirt? Because I'm going to say right now, our shirt sales on our Redbubble store, lagging. Okay? They've topped out at three. Um, Weird. So surprising. What if we make a shirt that just has a picture of a Reese's with the thing and it just says, hey, you got chocolate and peanut butter in my panties? Anyway, let's get oh, into, we. I got four guys here, okay, who want to talk about Frank Ocean. It's Frank Ocean and uh, Channel Orange, okay? I've got Russell in Minnesota. Rob, Russ- frankly, my podcast intros are so motherfucking good. I bet it makes you want to swab your motherfucking wood. Make me walk my motherfucking plank. Rob. Why isn't this podcast making any motherfucking bank? Oh, Russell, that was you're you're Frank Ocean. This is brilliant. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good. I'm lost in the heat of it all. I'm lost in the thrill of it all. Ready to talk about Frank Ocean. Nice. Thanks for having me, Rob. I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, unfortunately, has made a poor investment recently. He started a business where he's going to play a board game with processed meats. It's a famous board game, but it's made completely out of processed meats. And the problem is every time he calls somebody, it says spam risk and they won't pick up. That's the name of his business is spam risk. It was a oh, terrible man. decision. I might even have a spam rolling going for you guys. Uh, don't believe oh. us. Treat us like we can erupt. Let's talk about Frank Ocean's channel orange. Did you guys ever play risk growing up, by the way? Huge. After our, our family were, we were big risk families. We Chaka. had famous fights over people breaking Hello. treaties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big risk fan. I, I like taking Australia and New Zealand and only getting two armies with every other roll. A big risk fan. That was always my move was Australia. And I was like, this has never worked once, but I think this time, because if I get Asia, that's like nine armies a turn. That's great. Like I, that's what I need. Um, yeah. I played risk with my cousins all the time and it would always end in us being very mad, breaking treaties, like just terrible, terrible stuff. I mean, is there any board game that doesn't end in a fight with your cousins, right? Like that that's not true cousins if your board game doesn't end in a fight. Yeah. What what board game is the nicest? I, I suppose it's I was gonna say sorry, but it's right in the name. You gotta say sorry yeah, right to somebody. Yeah. Like that's it's very rude. Um Hey Rob, Rob. Yes. What? You know that moment where uh, your roommate comes home while you're doing a podcast in the basement, mm-hmm. they start running a bunch of water upstairs and all of a sudden all you can do is stare at your audacity while the, yeah. the lines are going all over. You're like, Rob's going to have mm-hmm. a hell of a time editing that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying no. that's what's happening. I'm just saying. I've heard, some people, I've heard some people say that nobody cares about audio fidelity anymore. So we'll see. Uh, 
let's get into our voicemail. We got one? Yes. Uh, so, okay. So we were, we had zero voicemails as of today at one o'clock. And now we have one extra. So people, 802-277-BECK. I don't need you to call. I got an extra voicemail for next week. Not worried about it, okay? See you, suckers. Do not need you. Got an extra voicemail. Every We're going to be fine. Every time you say that. Every time you say that. Next week. Uh, oh, guys. Uh, we need voicemail listen, so bad. Listen. Listen. No. Listen. We need some more voicemail. Listen. Hey. I've, are we, are you, I've been on my oh, knees in the slop with these pigs asking them to call. Not anymore. I'm going to rocket ship. Up. We're out of here. There are people live streaming the Janet Jackson concert I am at right now, and I want to punch them. Ugh. What is your required concert etiquette? What yeah, is you your live stream? Come on. You can't live stream a show while you're there. That's bullshit. As that caller asked in a very normal way, what is your... What is your required concert etiquette? Okay, that's the part I don't get. Required concert etiquette. Does that mean it's required for everybody? Or is this yes. a required concert? So I will never, I'll never get this, I'll never get this quote right. I'll never get it right. And maybe, maybe my brother who's listening will be able to correct me. But we saw POS, and POS has since been disgraced and is probably an asshole. POS two on Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we saw POS pissed off Steph uh, of the Dune Tree Collective at the Guthrie, and I remember him stopping to talk and he said, "Thanks for letting us do a rap show at your Guthrie." And he, he gave a, a mini rant about, I don't need to, to take your picture because I was there and I shook your hand and just all about putting your phone away and enjoying the moment. And you can't memorialize this and you might think that you can, but it's not going to be the same as just watching it with your eyes, man. If you're at a concert and you're lucky enough to watch Janet Jackson do her thing, you have to just turn your brain on to its fullest and take as much of that in as you can. You cannot be using a device because you're going to miss it. So that's my requirement. Everybody, you got to be in the moment and enjoy what you're doing. Has anybody ever watched a film they took at a concert? Ever? No. Like, no. And, and then they watched you know, it and well, been like, oh, this is good. Like, no. I'll give you one thing. So this caller, I know who it is. And they were at a concert for, it was a JT concert. And they were like on the front row of like a stage that came out, right? And mm -hmm. so the, the actual concert, I think, was up farther. But when JT would walk out, you know, come around. She took like a 10 second video of that. Right. I get that. Right. Like think, just, oh, here getting, he comes. I think getting a, a quick quick video or a photo to, to remember how close you were. I think that, yeah, yeah. I, I get and that. Just to say like, look, here's how close, you know, that kind of thing. That's great. But no, I was at the Boston Celtics game a couple weeks ago and a guy behind me kept walking up the aisle and he was live streaming from behind one of the baskets to somebody, you know, uh, yeah. the Celtics game. And it's like, watch it on TV or yeah. something. You know, I don't know. So it's just, it's so distracting. And to your point, Rosie, it brings, you will never, ever remember that or even think of like going back to it, you know, to see like, oh, this song. Remember when they played this song? Because you can just listen to that song on so many different devices yeah. now so that you, you're never going to listen to yeah, that just video. Be there. Just I would be only there. videotape. I would only videotape the favorite, my favorite part of concerts, which is, of course, is the banter in between songs. I cannot get enough of it. Please talk a lot and don't play your music. Oh, God, I love that so much. Please, please, please. Can you imagine filming that part, the shittiest part of concerts that everyone hates? It's like, <laughs> shut up. Um, I'm going to say this. I think 10 seconds. I think you got 10 seconds to film and that's it. So let's but get you know into. I, I, I might oh. disagree with you a little bit. Like if people, if that's like how they get enjoyment out of it is like, like thinking that, Hey, I got the video. As long as it doesn't get in your way, I could care yeah, less. But, but it do. always gets in my way, Russell. They're always fucking holding the camera up right in front of me. It's always, so I got to yeah, look around is, it. And you're it's right. Always then you're in somebody's way. 
It's always so, and then so Rusty's point, just be at the concert. Just yeah. right. enjoy because you're not enjoying the concert. If you're right. holding your phone up, you're always looking at that. You're looking through the little screen instead of looking yes. at the concert. Look yeah. at the concert. Right there. I do your I best with to you guys, remember we, as much as you can, but you're not. I agree with you guys, but we are old people. That's not the way young people do things anymore. It's true. Like Rob, okay. do you, like your daughter went and saw Taylor Swift. Do you think she had the phone out at all or no? Oh yeah, tons. She, I, yeah. it's on her Instagram all over. The place. I just tons, think people operate differently now, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, for you, Russell, sometimes you'd get the phone out to zoom in because you're way up on the balcony for the Rolling Stone show, and you have to like look and be like, "I thought this is that Mick looking, Jagger trying to f- look at the cum gutters. He's trying to zoom in and see those. Oh. <laughs> he's at a he's at a D'Angelo <laughs> show at the, a, at the D'Angelo show, circa 2000, and a time machine. If you went to the D'Angelo show and he, well, I guess he had actually had problems with that, right? Where he'd like wear a shirt and everybody's like, "You suck. I hate you more than anybody." Yeah, because he said, "If you're wondering about the shape of it, I hope it's not my abdomen you're referring to." That's the yeah. show I'd break the bank for. I would break the bank if D'Angelo toured with a 20 piece band and did a full did you like, see the Fuji's? revival. Do you see the Fuji's got together the other day? What with Proswell or not? Wait, have we talked about how Proswell was an FBI informant or something? Like this man was like, Pros is in like federal trouble. Yeah. Do it another time. time. <laughs> Rob doesn't want to hear about it. He's in trouble. <laughs> he was an informant, but now he's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get it wrong. I, like, I'll look it up and he's like, do it another listen, time. Listen, I know yeah. some guys were selling drugs. Oh, really? Who is that? Smoking marijuana. It's me. I was selling drugs <laughs> yesterday, but I'm immune. I'm an informant. I'm immune. <laughs> Figured it out, but I get credit for this too. So, uh, rolling going, uh, Aaron, how's it going with you? Uh, hopefully it's going okay. A kid puked at my house earlier tonight, so hopefully I don't have whatever the fuck uh, he had. So let's m- wish me luck on getting through to the end of the episode. Um, we talked last week about um, <laughs> now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I I just cannot. I listen. I've been looking for a sound effect, but I assume somebody would speak up. Why did a kid puke at your house? Now was this a case of a kid being sick, or is this a case of? Too much food and too much running around. What's going Not on? Not sure here? yet. Yeah, unclear. It was the youngest kid of the bunch, so we had the the summer camp carpool came over for pizza tonight. So shout out okay. to all of the shout out to the parents who helped out with the carpool up to the Lawrence Hall of Science this week and uh, had the had the folks over for pizza. And so the youngest sibling of all the kids was here. He's f- just turned four, uh, and he was trying. I don't know. He was looking kind of rough the whole time. He was trying to hang with the older kids. Uh, and then at some point, uh, late, late in the proceedings, he, uh, yacked. And I mean, you guys know, like kids sometimes just yak. What's up, Matt? The parents definitely knew he was. Sick. Oh no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They I mean, definitely yeah. do. But you know, they're not going to miss out. I mean, everybody else felt fine. They're not going to ruin the whole night for the other kid just because right. one's sick. Right. So yeah. they definitely. Knew. What's your yeah. style when it comes to Matt? Like if you've got one sick kid and you're invited to some birthday party, do you just be like, ah, oh, screw it. Who oh, Matt's staying home. Other people are are you staying home? I always vote for staying home. <laughs> you know, but sometimes, I mean, like if it's your kid's best friend and they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm not. And they're not like death to the world yes. kind of a thing. Dead to the world. But you know. I mean, yeah. As a parent. You know. Like, and and right. I mean, Rob, you're a teacher. I mean, how many times are kids just at school and they're just sick as hell and they shouldn't be They'll there? be like, I, I don't feel well. And I look at them and I go. Jesus Christ, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. You've got dengue fever. Get out of here. I do not need it. I don't know what age I don't know what age it is, but like my kids are horrible. I like because we'll be like, look, just you're probably fine. You got a little t- something's wrong. Just don't tell anybody. You know? And then of course what the first thing they do is they say, 
Yeah. Well, you know, my mom said I should just, you know, tough it out. Yeah. And I, I feel fine. You yeah. know. So. Mom says I, I that we never have, get to go out. I'm stuck with your dad every Thursday, so we're, we're here. I, I do have to ask you guys: what percentage of the time where your kids get sick do you end up getting sick? Is it like one percent, ten percent, fifty percent? Fifty. Yeah, 50 I would say 66 percent yeah. of the time. One yeah, percent. More than half. Russell, that's a fucking joke that you would even say that to us. I'm asking. You should definitely bet on. Yeah, you should definitely bet on getting sick. Like, yes. you, you'll make more money betting on we, getting sick than betting against. We once it. had Russell people over for the. I Super bet Bowl. Matt powers through. Well, powering through and getting sick are two different. Well, yeah, things. I mean, you got to yeah. power through. Guess what? When you're guess because guess what happens when you get sick, Russell? The kids get fucking better, and now you're <laughs> sick and they're better. So they're ready to go, go, go. They've been pent up for like two days, and you're like, ugh. You have to power through because that yeah. is the deal. Here's the deal, Russell. I have a story that combines all of this. When okay. we were, we had a Super Bowl party, okay? Maybe a Mr. Athletic softball player came over, second most athletic guy on the team, actually. And <laughs> all of us get sick, 100%. Stomach flu, just terrible, terrible sick. And and I think every we all got it from Amelia, from my oldest. And she was a toddler at the time, right? We are so sick, you cannot move. Like, it's terrible. We sent her to daycare still. Because we were like, we need to stay at home and we need to sleep. We will not survive if we cannot do this. We sent her to daycare. So the next day I go pick up Amelia and the woman goes, I don't feel very well. And she had vomited so hard that she broke a blood vessel in her eye. So here she is looking at me with one blood filled eye, red. Like, I don't know how we got so sick. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be anybody. And she had to close for the next two days. So the joke was on me. The whole place closed. The daycare closed for two days because of my kid was typhoid Mary because I wanted to take it. I was tired. I mean, the, the, the good news is, is that luckily women uh, recover and don't get hit as They don't get as sick as guys do, you know, because mm-hmm. guys get sick and I mean, they're out. They got to go lay in the couch. Yeah. And just really be done, You know, so luckily the females and the moms, they don't get mm-hmm. it as, as bad and they recover way quicker. And so, then, yeah. you know, they can kind of fill in. Yeah, so they just need to lie down for a little bit. It's a scientific fact. They're fine. So. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, pray for me. I'll let you guys know next week how it turned out. Uh, but I did have two things I wanted to tell you about. We talked last week about um, our Hawaiian vacation. I had two additional stories I wanted to tell. One was um, my favorite, I've, I've realized my favorite restaurant in the world is... At the baby beach on Poipu in Kauai. It's called Renicky's Beach Deli. And they have, well, they were out of guava pastries today. I was there. Uh, but they have breakfast pastries. You, you, you knew, like, there's a restaurant in Hawaii, and you were expecting an item, and they were out of it. They're out of, yes. Yeah, they were out of the guava pastries. Uh, no, 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 that's not true. The first day we were there, first day we were there, they had guava pastries. So I got two guava pastries. Okay, and so here's the thing. have them some point. Can you imagine hanging out with Aaron being like, hey, I want to go eat at your favorite restaurant. Where should I go? And he's like, well, you got to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Step one, go away. The big island? No, the small no, island. Get on a plane. Do we, are get on are a we saying plane. it wrong, by the way, Rosie? Is this, are we supposed to be saying Hawaii like you are saying it now? I, like, you is know, Hawaii you, wrong? You, like, you caught me, Matt. Like, when you're there, native native speakers say Hawaii or they say Kauai or they say Poipu. Yeah. And uh, so I try, I try to, I try to make some effort to say it as the, you know, in the way that native speakers say it. Aaron, I promise I'm going to let you talk again. Sounds super dorky. This is not, 
This is not a bit, this is going to be worth it, Aaron. Okay. So get ready. Okay. This is not me wasting time. Always. Can you tell me, Aaron, if you had a small flaky French made pastry on an island in the Pacific that was owned by the United States, what would you say? How would you say that sentence? A small flaky French made pastry? Yeah. What would that be called? Probably in croissant. (laughs) And where? Like a Hawaiian croissant. (laughs) <laughs> you would have a say the whole thing. You'd have a. I would Aaron, have a Hawaiian croissant. Aaron steals steals accents, no matter what the accent he goes. For. I try to honor the place. Listen, guys, don't listen. It's it's a conundrum. It's a dilemma to go to Hawaii. Like it's, I love that place, but the mm-hmm. more you go, the more you realize, like we don't belong there. Like Aaron had a big sign that said, land. "I love telescopes. They should be up there." <laughs> I'm so confused what that even means. Anyway. Oh, the Hawaiians this, hate the telescopes up there. They protest it all the time. So there's it's this very offensive that you would say that. Small beach where the kids can go and swim. That's offensive. Sea small turtles beach. come up right on the beach. Monk seals swim right mm-hmm. through. And then there's this little deli and the deli has guava Solving pastries. Mysteries. And yes, one day I got two pastries instead of three because I thought, oh, Anna never wants a whole pastry. And then like. I was like, oh, I thought we could share the pastry. And she was like, actually, I wanted a whole pastry. So like I should have got I should have got three. Um, Meanwhile, you're like, oh, also- let me look up. Let me look up this baker in my phone. Oh, OK. So the bottom part I can't read. But if I scroll up, I can read that part. <laughs> <laughs> but then they also they get they now well, they have ma- well, made to order you, you personal bought, pizzas. You bought two guava pastries thinking your wife wouldn't want a whole one. And then she wanted yeah. one and you only got like. Half a guava pastry. I thought she would. I thought Wallace oh, would have one, life. and she would, would want to share. Yeah. I, I thought it was would the, be able to handle it. I thought that Wallace would have one, she would want to share, and then it was like clearly no. She actually wanted her own her own pastry. You know what Russell would do is get two guava pastries and eat them both. Eat them both, <laughs> <laughs> and then make fun of her. Ooh, you one would have been, been gone before I even got back with yeah. that bag of guava. But pastries. it turns out this is my favorite restaurant in the world because they have guava pastries. They got beer in the case. They have pizza that they make. To order, so you get this nice little personal pan pizza. And, Raise your hand if and, you thought he was going to say pizza. Raise your hand. Anybody, anybody think he's going to say pizza there? Now I'm going to surprise you. You talked about Spam. They've got the best, and you guys know I had Spam Musubi in Las Vegas. They got mm-hmm. the best Spam Musubi that I've had in my life. So I go there, I buy a Spam Musubi, and then I decide to go out for a swim. I come back from the swim, and I say, before I, before I leave for the swim, I say, well, Wallace can have a bite of my Musubi if he wants. He has eaten two thirds of the musubi, which like mm-hmm. most of the time I would have been frustrated, but I was so proud of my son for eating my spam musubi that I was, there was nothing I could do, but be proud. So that was, I was, that was a proud, proud dad moment that my son likes the spam musubi. Yes, Matt. If you're in Hawaii <laughs> and you're only there once, once a year, I mean, you guys go fairly, relatively speaking. You We've guys, been there a few times. It's, it's a shortish yeah. flight for us. Yeah. Yeah. And you're at your favorite restaurant. Why would you ever not just get three or four or, know. you know, like, why would you ever? You're 100% his, right. Listen, Matt, his hat, right. his hat is only so big. He can only fit so much <laughs> shit in his hat and bring it back to his family. It's not a lurch head size. Yeah. And you are a, you are a good man, Mr. Rosie, Rosie Rosenthal. Um, by letting your kid just eat There's nothing that is more frustrating, the but worst. also just, okay. You know, you're like, yep, this is good. This is great. When your kids want to eat the food that you're, that you're right? into, things you're like, like that. You stole so. my food and I'm happy about it. Yeah. That's like, we, we, we had our kids like, guess what, guess what would be the worst, most expensive food to have your kids like? Steak. 
Yeah, no, you would think so because they do like steak and it is expensive and it is something. It's oysters. My kids eat oysters. Do you know what it's like to have to buy a dozen and a half oysters? It's like three kids an oyster out there. Like they'll eat my oysters. I'm like, yeah. Like they suck at math. So they're like, I didn't divide it by four. I don't know how many I was supposed to have. I just started eating. And I was like, God damn it. We went out to eat with Rob when we were in New York, right? And so we were just eating shit all day, right? <laughs> oh. And so we went to this nice restaurant and it was like, it was either like mac and cheese, you know, or the, off the kids menu or like, Leo, let's just get you something somewhat, let's get some protein. So have, have a steak or something like that other than just bread, you know? And so he got like a $39 steak and he was just in awe that he had... I had a $39 and he's yeah. still, that was like three <laughs> oh, years ago. And he's so still great. talking about this $39 steak. When I was in New York, I got a $39 steak when I was there. And so that's yeah, fantastic. It's, it's, it's good when the kids get into the food. So good. I have one more story. I got to tell if you'll indulge me and it's for the, it's from the flight home. So it's on our flight. All right. All right. These are the stories that I Now we do have, we do have a tradition on our text chain. We're going to hear about this. <laughs> Oh, the the big text chain. We've got we've got the tradition. Say United run out of the guava pastries too. We've got the tradition of sending the the thumbs down picture when the flight announcements happen. My son was watching on the Hawaiian Airlines app on his iPad, so he's watching mm-hmm. uh, DC Super Pets and a couple of other uh, uh, movies. And typically, when we've flown, we we download stuff on his iPad, so he's not watching the whatever the airline yeah. is providing. So this was his first experience with the pause for the. For the in-flight announcements, and the thing tripped him out. Like he, he just kept like tapping the screen yeah. of his iPad, and being like, looking yeah. at me, like, "Dad, why is this, yeah. why isn't this working?" And yeah. so I was so so stoked to tell you guys because I thought of you every yeah. time, and it happened was, so yeah. often. He just kept looking, like, "Hey, yeah, it's the worst. Why is this it's pause? It's the like, worst. It's exactly how fucking Darth Vader was made. It's the exact same way. <laughs> hey. Fucking pause the thing. <laughs> just, you guys nobody's listening gotta, to you." Shut up. I've got a secret trick to get through that part of the flight. You want to know oh. the trick? What's your trick? Live TV before the takeoff. Live TV does not stop for the announcements. Ooh. So like if you pull Whoa. up ESPN and are watching a game or something like that, I'm typically not a live TV guy on a, on a plane. I'm like looking for Fast and Furious 5 or something like some action movie. Live TV before the takeoff and you can avoid the pause during wow. announcements. Wow. Well, yes, I would it. think I would think it would be hard to be watching DC Super Pets and avoid all those paws. I mean, all the... They got so <laughs> many of them. Is this second joke like that in a couple of weeks? What? Did you do one last week or not? Probably you did. What? Uh, uh, did, you not hear my, did you not hear my parody song this week? It is a redo joke time, okay? All the jokes are getting uh, recycled. I'm wondering how it's rolling going with Rob, though. That's what I want to know. Uh, listen, okay? I have to say this. We're this is a, a, an earnest thing. Every time. I have an earnest thing that I want to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> not what I mean, Vern? Oh my God. Jack just woke up. It's 1.50 in the morning. This Can't hear you. Bad. It's 1.50 in the morning. Jenny just woke up. She's walking around. She's oh boy. saying something to me. By the way, Jenny, we had the forest fires, you know, so the uh, air was like super smoggy and orange. Jenny posted on Facebook, uh, the air is weird. Lately, and I was like, "Yep." <laughs> and so my daughter texted to me, and "Goes, mom is speaking her truth." Like, just, just she cannot win in this family. She's just getting assaulted, but from all sides. The air um, is weird. <laughs> the air is weird today, and we, Millie and I, will now say that to each other and laugh. 
By the way, uh, the second night of the smog, Jenny slept with her window open. She's like, screw it, it's too hot. I'm sleeping with the window open. I was like, no. They say that that's like smoking. I mean, we had the smog in New York, you know, so bad. The worst air quality in the world. And they said, this is like smoking two packs a day for a couple of days in Vegas. And I was like, what? <laughs> Do such a what? <gasps> Do you crush the thing or not first? Uh, anyway. So anyway, I got to say, earnestly, my kids are at a point where I have gone to two dance recitals and a play today. My kids are finally doing good stuff. You know what I mean? Like your kids take oh, that. Like really at over the point, hump. your kids take a jump where the plays they are in, they had me laughing my ass off. There was a scene where a nun yes. was attracted to a slot machine and acted like the lever was a penis and it made me laugh so hard. And then there's another no, no, scene. No, no, no. There's no way that's what they intended. Oh, yeah. 100%. It was a song about this it, is New York it's Russell. It's, it's a New jukebox York. musical about like, and this nun is attracted. I'm telling you, it was hilarious. And then there was a scene where like a kid falls in with piranhas and comes up as a skeleton. I mean, I was laughing and there's tons of blood. I mean, I was laughing my ass off. It was very so funny. So you're saying they've, they're like over the tipping point of where their, their events were not entertaining to you before. And now they are. And now she's acting with like true teens, like it's teen theater. So it's like 18 year old, 17 year old. So they're like good actors. And so the shows are very, very, there's a scene today where they survived a disaster. It's a comedy. And these old people are walking out and a chandelier falls down and hits the woman on the head and kills her. And the guy has to drag her off the stage. And I howled. It was so it was funny. funny. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, that's not what I want do to they, talk about. Do they smoke cigarettes at the after oh. parties at those things? <laughs> that's how good the acting is. They do. But they have the long cigarette holder. You know, that's when I know. That must be good. Yeah. I told if my kid. Smoke, that's they're rolling their own cigarettes. Those are real. Yeah. No, but they have like the long, the holder, like the rich person holder, like the. The Cruella de Vil. Yes. The, yeah, thank then, you, your, then your fingers don't smell like cigarettes. Why else would you smoke? Isn't that part of the, the turn on? You would think. Yeah. I don't get the holders about either. I pulled a lot of clips of Russell talking about that date that spoke no English. Okay. And I'm not going to do the translator bit. Okay. I want to, I want to recycle that bit. But I noticed when I pulled those clips, there was something I never noticed before. And that is Russell oh. said, Russell said, have you ever gone on a date before with somebody who doesn't speak English? Now, of course, all of us immediately said no, except for Matt, who said yes. And then was, what? and then somebody talked over him and we don't need to talk about who that was. It's not important. It's not important who that person was. Okay. Matt. Tell us about your date with the person that spoke no English. <laughs> I got to hear this story. Probably like 18 months ago. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if we can call it a date, but we were all over in Holland or Germany or whatever, mm. the baseball oh. team. Yes. And there was just one night was hanging out with this gal and we could not communicate. There was no way to communicate. There was no phones back then. It was like oh, 2000. Yeah, was, was there, any, there must be some there was way, no way to communicate. Way communicate. Did you show her your Gewurzemeter? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so it was like one night and somehow it figured out like, yeah, come back here tomorrow night, 630. Somehow, you know, like some, some way that's what she was trying to say. And of course I, you know, I didn't know what the heck was going on. So we just went on and did something else and then went back and probably had shawarma with Dan from South St. Paul and Lars from Decora. Decora, so. Iowa. Wait, so then did you yeah. go back the next night or not? You only started the no. one night? You never no, saw her You didn't again. go back? I did it. Why? It was, like, it was extremely awkward not to be able to say anything. But was it fun? It was a great night. It was like some disco in Germany or something like that. And, you know, it was a bunch of your college buddies hanging out and stuff. So, yeah, it was a great night. It was a great night. 
Yeah, wow. that's watch, the story. Watching Rob type stuff into the translator and Lars. like delete, like he keep he, he's tried like seven different types of jokes and just kept <laughs> deleting, deleting, deleting. <laughs> it's closer even between Brian from Lake City and Lars from Decora as the greatest natural drinkers I've ever met in my life. Those two yeah. dudes God never drank, never drank, and then they'd be like, "Oh, do you guys want to drink?" You guys want to drink 24 beers? Hey, yeah, like I'll drink 24 beers. That's fine. Like it's not what I want to do, but I'll do it. Lars would feel so guilty about it. He'd go and he'd he'd get up at 5 a.m. and go bike 30 miles because right. he'd I feel mean, so guilty about unbelievable, it. Unbelievable, those two. Rob, these yeah. guys are just killing as much time as they can for you. Get get a damn joke. <laughs> right, in we're trying, Rob. Right? Okay, our best. guess what? I nailed it. All right, let's hear it. Uh, come on, please. Nailed it. You're not a robot. The, the technology is... You're not a robot, Rob. You got to hit. I'm not a robot. Oh, I, of course I'm not a robot. Okay, bleep blorp. I mean, come on. All right. Oh my God. Did I say bleep blorp? Now they know. I play baseball. Have you heard of Kirby Puckett? So that's the oh, best I could come up with. That's what she, that was the best. That was it. All the deletions. We did our best for you, Rob. You, you couldn't say anything about like time. Nothing about like a spitball or anything. If you're going to do baseball. Oh, <laughs> knuckle curve. Nothing. Yeah, oh, knuckle curve. Up and around the how bases, right? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a good one. This is going to get it. Be a good edit, but. Okay, here we go. Ready? It's not gonna work. Wait, you you did that one, and then you X'd out of the translator and had to go back to the translator. Yeah, why don't you just leave the window open just in case? <laughs> okay, wait. He's not even translating it. He's not like translating it into Holland Holland language. No, he's like because he's on textmagic.com or what's it called? It's okay. What, how, what do you free tools? Live in Holland? Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna click judge. guys. I am not a robot, bleep blurb. All right, let's see. What entertaining thing has come across the translator now? This is Matt's translator from baseball in Germany. Germany, okay? That's part of the joke yeah. here, Germany. Yep. My nickname is the Big Slurve. Did you know about Frank Thomas's birthday? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> big Slurve. <laughs> the Big Slurve. <laughs> there are so many stories from that trip that I don't... I mean, like, you just don't even remember. Oh. Like we we were gonna we were supposed to go visit this town. Um, God, I wish I could remember the name. Uh, we had this old church, so we we're gonna go visit this old. Just a, a day trip, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it happened to be we were there in June, so it happened to be Pride Month, and it was the Pride Parade. It was like the National Pride Parade in Germany, and so we get off, and there's a bunch of college kids, college guys, and the whole crowd just starts cheering, right? Like we're there, yeah. you know, it was great. Yeah. And, you know, they're handing out penis whistles and everybody's, Whoa. you know, stuff like that. And Wait, did you keep your penis whistle? Ah, no. I don't know what happened to it. You got to keep your penis whistled. Hey, Gunther, are these guys here for the German Pride Parade? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Gunther. Let's check if they're wearing tight pants and jock straps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, baseball pants. I, it's so funny. Kids at school wear baseball pants. Ugliest uniform in sports, right? Does anybody look good in baseball pants? They're they the just ugliest. Went to things. school like on a regular day. Yeah, listen, they don't. I don't know. They, they, you know, you know what's even worse is that, you know, because major league, major league managers wear the uniform. It's the only sport yeah. where, the, where the, you know. But now you've got when you have like, you know, like the twelve U or fourteen U B three no, coach who's they're wearing, wearing the, the uniform. Wear the That's uniform? the worst. Come on, that's just, oh, oh, no, can't that's do that. Bad. 
Can't be doing that. Oh. Those guys got to wear the, they got to wear the nylon shorts, like the full, like, the yes. guy, like, yeah, you got to wear the, the old do those still shorts, exist? Yeah. yeah. Those old shorts. Yeah. Or the, or the shirt and tie that you showed up for it after work. It was like a stressful thing. Like maybe, you guys, maybe you had to, maybe you had to rush over and it was like photo day. Right. And it's, you turned out you're the dumb shit who was in charge of photo day and you had to figure all that shit out. Oh. It was right after work. Very stressful. What, what uniform do you wear when you coach the karaoke squad? He wears the David uh, Bowie makeup from the just like the, the rest of us. Okay, it's leather jackets and sunglasses because we're the cool guys at school. Okay, <laughs> there we go. we're the Fonz cube. Go around snapping and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, rolling, going, Matt. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I I was going to ask you just a quick question, Rob. Um, I I think we finally hit a milestone. We've got a, a fifth grader who's now going to be a sixth grader, and I think we finally hit the point where he didn't he didn't want his parents around for an event because mm-hmm. we went to the fifth grade graduation. Whoa. It's a big thing, you know. And so there's this graduation of the school. Then they were going to go do this all day party at this park somewhere yep. in Minnetonka kind of thing. And said parents could come if they want. And so I'm like, oh, are we, do we got, do we have to go to this thing? And Sarah goes, well, we'll see what Leo says. So, so, you know, Leo, do you, you want us to come to this thing? No, no, you guys can't come. You guys can't come. We, yep. You know, and Sarah's like, no, no, we can come. No, oh. I'm pretty sure you can't. I'm like, Sarah, yeah. he doesn't want us to come. Like, we're good. So, you know, is this the right time, Rob? And do you, is it is it okay to be slightly sad about it? Because I'm not sad about it at all. I'm happy for Leo that he, he, he's he's ready. Just, yeah, Leo, you don't need your parents around. He's this independent enough. He doesn't yeah. need them. He, he needs, he, he needs, he doesn't need chaperones getting in his no. way at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, Matt. You're a year younger than me, right? Yeah. So that would be about the time where you can't come. <laughs> that makes sense, actually, if I do the math. Actually, biologically, that doesn't, if that's it, happening, you need no, to see No, it happens. Doctor. It actually can happen sometimes. Mm, yeah. Maybe you should, maybe you should go get that checked really out. How we're, Have you I, been to a doctor? Not really, how we're built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been to a doctor lately. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever stay up really late? No. Well, sometimes. Um, How often do you no, floss? You know what it is? Is that you have to you have to embrace it. It's really hard, actually. But you have to embrace it because it's the next... Like, you can't have a teenager who's like, hey, I, I want you to come to this party with right. me. You know what I mean? Like, right. at some point yeah. that has to happen. And then what happens is you get these moments where they do want to hang out with you. And it's really, like, special again. Now, those yeah. moments are very few and far between but it just makes it more special but it's a natural it's a natural evolution of being a parent it is tough it's it's hard there's no yep. doubt don't doubt about that it'd be like if if matt aaron and i all quit the podcast rob and then maybe a couple of years from now we hung out and did a zoom call it'd be really fun oh just like a special one it'd make it make it so special it'd be very special and maybe it'd be like six o'clock in the in the evening, not like just eleven, right. <laughs> uh, not like one o three in the at night. What's the point? Yeah, oh, one o three. I wish, by the way. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that so was, Matt. Yeah, did you just, just use yeah. me for your rolling going? That's sick. Okay, and that's actually okay, pretty just, lazy to do. And you should not just ask other people questions for your own rolling going when you got to come up with something. Well, I was just, you know, trying to go along with the, you know, how the main hosts, how he operates this. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to, you know, keep with the theme and, and go that way. So I bet that German girl had the biggest bush. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't you think? A real black forest, a case of black forest. Oh, what? Up. Oh, I got to be quiet. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going good. Were you going to say guys- schnitzel? Were you going to say something about schnitzel, Russell? <laughs> 
Russell. I was going to say something about Black Forest ham and decided not to. <laughs> Russell in the basement. Russell he comes up, he's in got all the zingers. I don't think there are clams in the Black Forest. So that, that would Eric, work. gosh, you just can't help yourself. Great A perv. Rolling going. Things are going well with me. As you guys know, we, we had talked a while back about I was, you know, in the process of moving, I'm gonna have to get rid of some things. <laughs> some things I was I was able to get rid of very easily. The one thing I'm having a hard time getting rid of, I started going through it was my DVDs. And I'm realizing it's hard to get rid of great keep movies. Like no, keep them all. It's hard. And so I started thinking. Maybe I can get rid of some that I'm not really into anymore, but maybe I could keep some. But I thought maybe what I could do is do a tournament of all my DVDs to determine which ones need to be kept. So I set up a 64 DVD tournament and I've got four different brackets. Wow. Action movies, comedy, sports and drama. Action, comedy, sports, and drama. Where's the rom-com section, Russell? Where's the rom-com? I don't know, man. I don't know if I've got any rom-coms in here. Where is You've Got Mail? Where's the notebook? Where where are these at? But So what I thought we could do is maybe we could pick one of the brackets tonight or just one of the corners, and we could go through, and I would give you the seeds. I would tell you what the matchups are, and we'll at least maybe get through the first round of one of the regionals and Mm -hmm. see what you guys think are the better DVDs. What are the ones that need to be kept? Like right. like this podcast, I think we need to start with the best. Let's start with the comedy section. You yes, want to go comedy, vote. Matt? That's what I was yeah. thinking too. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea so, of Russell looking at his DVDs and being like, 27 dresses? That's way too many toss. <laughs> <laughs> These dresses look a lot like Reese's peanut butter panties. I That was this episode. I forgot we had talked about that this episode. It's all blurring together. So there are some DVDs I had that didn't make the cut for whatever reason. They weren't good enough to get in the bracket, but... I've got 16 comedies, and I rank them 1 to 16 in alphabetical order, but we're going to still go 1 versus 16. So the first matchup of my comedies that I have is the one seed Beverly Hills Cop versus the 16 seed What About Bob, which is a better DVD. What about Bob? What about Bob? Hands down. I think you got to go Bob. What about Bob? I it's just such a classic. I say it's a big upset. 16 over a one. It's only happened what one time? Two times. Two times now. Two, Two times. times. Yeah. I think it's a great modern view on mental health, too. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to <laughs> laugh at that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just take a baby step. Just get out baby the door. Steps. Baby yeah. steps. I remember watching that. Baby this guy steps like, onto the elevator. This guy's literally like learning how to like, you know, get tools to help himself as like a person. And I'm just sitting there howling. I'm like, oh my God, this guy can't even walk out the door. Ah, 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 ah. That's so Roses funny. Roses are me. red. Violets are blue. Yeah. I'm a schizophrenic and so am so I. <laughs> it's not as good as Beverly Hills Cop three because that has Brigitte Nielsen in it. Okay. And you might be surprised that I'm attracted to Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish I could fuck Evan Drago. You know, it's like, <laughs> nice. Rob, do you think Brigitte Nielsen was ever in a movie that wasn't like a sequel, like a two, three, four? Like, was no. she ever in the first <laughs> no. movie of anything? Never. It was always like Iron Eagle 8. You know what I mean? <laughs> I picture me fucking Brigitte Nielsen as like they have the... They have like the Russian scientist with the pad and I like thrust into her and then the numbers come up and it's like 885 and they're like, hmm, very good thrusting. All right, next in what? the bracket. That's a good bit. The, what? the two seeds. That's what it would the, be like to me to have sex with Ivan Drago is they're analyzing. 
Sorry. No, keep going. I, the point of the movies was to, to start a conversation. About <sighs> okay. Him. You would have sex with him and he would turn to you and say, I will break you. And it would be very erotic. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Like, it's all there. What, yeah, what, if about he, when he, what, what about when they're putting like that needle in him? That's very that's, erotic. Yeah, too, I was thinking it? that too. I like, uh, you know, if he dies, he, he dies. You, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. He dies, he dies. If we can get along and we could have sex, we could get along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But you think he has a smaller penis than a guy named Clubber Lang? Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, but now I'm thinking Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn probably has a monster hog too, right? I guess small wiener probably. Oh, yeah. Whoa, right. Matt. Matt throwing darts. Yeah. Didn't like to- Rocky Five, Aaron's favorite movie. Well, he was probably a... Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Go on. All right. Next in the bracket, the two seed in the comedy region, the Big Lebowski versus the 15 seed Wayne's World. Wait. Oh, Wayne's Wayne's World. Easy. Easy. Wayne's World over the Big Lebowski. The dude. I'm going to take Lebowski, but I don't feel good about it. Guys, Wayne's World has the scene where he says little yellow different it's newprint like you are not going to get listen that. i know wayne's world is better but i'm like somebody's got to take someone has to stand up for lebowski i'm just gonna tell you right now wayne's world <laughs> this is how big of an influence it had i went to a choir concert last night that played bohemian rhapsody and do you yeah. know what the 80 year old man in front of me did when they got to the head banging part he banged, banged his, head. his head at a choir concert. <laughs> Bang your head. You cannot listen to that without banging your head. Wayne's World for the win. Thank you. I still, Game every on. time every time you got to pass somebody like in Target or whatever with the kids and I say, excuse me, I'd like to get by okay, now. Nice. <laughs> every time. <laughs> excuse me. It's so tough when you have to explain things. That's like I made sloppy joes for my kids the other day. So of course I said. <laughs> extra sloppy. I made them extra sloppy. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> I was like, I know you like them extra sloppy. Big Lebowski, there's definitely no scenes with Tia Career and a snake. See? None. Yes. Mm, shitty, fair. The shitty Beatles. So you guys, if you got voted, Aaron, you got voted down. Wayne's World advanced over the Big Lebowski. That's fair. I'm, I'm willing to take that L. All right. The next, the next one is the three seed, the Blues Brothers, which Rob's talked about before. Mm-hmm. Versus <laughs> And this is a combo DVD with Uncle Buck and the Great Outdoors. Oh, come on. Oh, man. That's an easy choice. I Blues would Brothers. take the one that is oh. shorter. Even though it's a combo DVD, which is Uncle Buck <laughs> and the Great Outdoors, the Blues Brothers is interminable. It's one of the longest Way too movies long. That's true. ever. Way too long. The Great Outdoors <laughs> should be a number one or number two seed in it by itself. With Dan Aykroyd and in that movie, unbelievable. That water skiing scene where he's like, yeah. I think he's saying go faster. Like it's yeah. just so <laughs> funny. Oh, you ready? Oh, okay. I mean, who doesn't see a giant steak and be like, well, it's the old ninety sixer, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, every time I have a steak, I'm like, well, there's nothing there but fat and gristle. You know, like you, that's <laughs> time to introduce Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal King. <laughs> every time. Oh, so good. So Uncle Buck and the Great Outdoors advances. Right. The next Victorious. the next matchup is this is the first early games here. By the way, I just want to say that the fact that you have a double DVD of Uncle Buck. <laughs> it's a fucking great DVD. It's yeah, a I mean, fantastic it's DVD. Let's see, yeah. I'm a kid. That's my job. Russell's in the gas station. Yes. Rob, what happened to my basketball music? Uh, Rob, give me that nut. Oh, wait. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Next up in the late game is the four seed Dumb and Dumber 
versus the 13 seed Talladega Knights. I have that's not seen Talladega Knights, so I gotta take Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it's, yeah, that, you, that's, that's tough, but Dumb and Dumber will listen. Should be a one seed. Dumb yeah. and Dumber is the one you're gonna show your kids and be like, this is the perfect movie. That one's like, timeless. Yeah. It's, Every line. It's Every, so there's good. There's not one line yeah, out of it's place. It's, it came out of the womb fully created. Is Dumb and Dumber the most quotable comedy of our of our yes, lifetime? Absolutely. Yeah. Rob, what are you? You're kind of you can be harsh with comedies sometimes. I Dumb and Dumber. I, it's it's one of my favorites. Like just the idea of like, hey, gas man. They're like, how do you yeah. know you have gas? Like it's just the <laughs> dumbest plot point. I mean, it's just the lovely birth. accent. <laughs> hey, I I made some money. You made some money. I sold them PD. <laughs> You did what? <laughs> the blind kid in 4D. I, and you know what I quote most from Dumb and Dumber is where he comes out and he goes, "Would you? Hey, what you guys? What are you guys doing? Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Well, well, see you see later. later. <laughs> I say that all the time. It's so great. It's a great line. So Dumb and Dumber advances next in the five twelve. We often see upsets here. Five is. Another combo, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 in a combo DVD mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the 12, Vegas. Vegas, baby. It's Swingers in the 12. Swingers versus <laughs> Ghostbusters 1 and 2 combo. Uh, that's Ghostbusters. Hard. Yes, you I gotta mean, stick with Ghostbusters. Rob, what was your line when, when they were looking at the, <laughs> the podcast a couple weeks ago? He's, Ray, he's looking at me, Ray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he goes, he's a real ugly bugger, isn't he? He goes, I think he can hear you, Ray. <laughs> um, I have never seen Swingers. I'm not mm. sure Swingers holds up. Yeah. No. I, yeah. You got Maybe it shouldn't have even made the big dance, you're saying. Maybe it shouldn't have even Maybe made not. the tournament. Maybe not. I'll tell you what. Ghostbusters 2. What a movie Ghostbusters 2 is where... Where Winston is in Vigo, the train station, the creepy painting, Viggy, 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 bad little monkey, and he Winston's down in the train station. He goes, "Hello!" Like everybody yells, "Hello!" and they hear the echo. And <laughs> yeah. Winston yells, and he goes, "Hello!" and he goes, "You hear Winston?" <laughs> Greta and I still just say Winston to each other. So stupid. Plus, the greatest ending with the Statue of Liberty actually kicking ass and beating ghosts, just like it would America. Number one, ghosts. Get the fuck out. We're building the wall high enough. Even you ghosts can't get around. Are you guys more of a, a Ghostbusters Slimer or Stain Puff Marshmallow Man guy? If you could Stay only buffed. have one. Stay I, I think you mean Onion Head. Onion he's never head. actually called Slimer in the movie. No? No, he's never He's never once referred to as Slimer. In the credits, it says Onion Head. Just to let you what? know. Yeah, wow, I'm telling you. It wasn't until the cartoon a, yeah, where wow, he became Slimer. Wow. All right, the next matchup is the 612. The 6 is Grumpy 611. Old Men. 611. Yeah, 611. 611. 611. Yep, yeah. 611 Grumpy Old Men versus the 11 Super Bad. Oh, Super Bad. Super Bad. Super Bad all day. That's a very quotable movie. Yeah. Matt's hesitating. That's tough. I like Grumpy Old Men. I'll go Grumpy Old Men. No one we're going to lose, but I'll just put my You guys are turning down Grumpy Old Men? Burgess Meredith doing all the lines about, you know, bringing the log to the beaver. You're just going to throw that away or like nothing. Like it's nothing. Anytime Anna asks me like, oh, could you do like a thing? Or maybe could you like stop and pick this thing up? I'm I'm like, I can be that guy. I can be that guy for you. Like that's super bad all day. Yeah. Oh, just like when you pissed your pants. That was like five years ago. Yeah. We don't forget, Greg, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, the next matchup. We got two matchups left in the comedy in the in round one for us tonight. The next one is 
The hangover. Okay, we'll do two more brackets. That's it, though. The hangover versus Oh Brother, where art thou? Oh, <laughs> that's impossible. What? Those are two the number one seeds. That's brother. bullshit. I'm, I'm abstaining. I can't choose. I'll tell you what. I would, if if the hangover existed and hangover two and three did not, I would say the hangover. But I soured on it so bad. I got to say, oh, brother, where art thou? You're getting yeah. some good music in there. It's a different kind of comedy. I got to say, oh, brother, because I watched it with Russell so many times. Uh, if I could only choose one, I would choose oh, brother. But I would choose the hangover. My favorite part, Aaron. Do you remember me hungover and laughing hysterically at one part over and over? Was it the cow getting shot? It was when they were shooting the cows <laughs> with the guns. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> God, we're fucking morons. <laughs> Babyface Nelson, wasn't that it? Yes, that was it. <laughs> All right, the last first rounder of the night in the comedy region is the movie Kingpin versus Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, jeez. Wow. As know, much man. as I like Napoleon I Dynamite, I'm going to Kingpin. Again, Bill Murray and... Yeah, and Bill Murray. Listen, and the hair flying all over at the end. Yeah. That scene where she gets the beers out of the fridge. And you can see that the turkeys are done, as Aaron would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the hand signal again, guys. Kingpin <laughs> is classic. It's That's so such good. A good yeah. oh. What's the final vote then? The scene where Bill Murray is talking to those old women at the cafe, and he goes, oh, gonna be, "Yeah, it's gonna be." And then he goes, "No, no, not you, you." <laughs> <laughs> so good, King uh, Kingpin. That's easy. All right, so that's that's the first round. We can we can oh, save these for future weeks, delightful. or we can do another one. But Russell, we can save them. For that was so good, weeks. so good, Russell. Just and delightful. let's remind ourselves: this is all because Russell has to throw away his shit because he's moving in with somebody. <laughs> those are good comedies. You can't throw yeah. those comedies away, can no. you? No, no. Nothing would show a woman that you're a person who deserves to be settled down with than sitting down and watching Kingpin together. <laughs> Kingpin. All right, let's. That's everybody, right? Did we hit everybody? It is. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the album. All right. favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, Rosie, did you, did you say your line, Rosie? Is this a music yeah. podcast? Is this a music podcast? Let's talk about music. Let's talk about uh, some music. L- I like it. L- Frank Ocean, right? Uh, uh, this is two, 2012. 12. And Frank Ocean had released, he was, he was signed by, or he released, uh, he was signed by like Columbia, right? And all of a sudden, they weren't doing, yeah, or like Jeff Jam, but or something. But they weren't doing what they, he wanted him to. So he just released a mixtape, pretty much on his own, like of his songs. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he became huge. And basically, yeah. was like, yeah, if they're not going to help me out, I'll just do. And you see this over and over with Frank Ocean, where he's releasing songs on his own through his Tumblr. He's putting text like uh, messages up, like from his notebook app on his phone, like very, very kind of independent of every kind of music, normal music thing that we've heard about so far and you can hear that in the music too uh so basically his his, his this song this album, this album he went in with the producer, with the producer played, played they played guitar played, and keyboard and he just wrote he wrote this entire album in two weeks right two weeks and you can tell to me you can tell every different section of this album uh frank ocean is listening to different kinds of music i'm hearing stevie wonder i'm hearing prince i'm hearing uh you know obviously a lot of rap influences with this well, he was sort yeah. of part of a hip hop collective, right? He was part of Odd Future in some way, and I don't totally understand mm-hmm. what the deal was with them. Aaron, can you explain to me what what do you think? How do you classify Frank Ocean? I mean, I would, I don't know. And so, I remember now. You asked me a long time ago when we when we did Voodoo how I would classify Voodoo, and I remember then I sort of stumbled over an answer, and then 
watched an interview with D'Angelo later and D'Angelo said, I make black music. And I think that's probably what Frank Ocean's doing too. If I had to classify him, I would say R&B, but I think he's making black music. I would go so far as to say black queer music, right? Like yes. that's a big yeah. part of who And at this time Frank Ocean when Channel Orange came out, we didn't know that right away, but now, yes. And in fact, yeah. yeah, the other artist that I think about with him is Serpent With Feet, who is openly gay. And so, yeah, I would say black queer music. You're right. So this comes out, 2013 Grammy. It gets It's nominated for Album of the Year, Best New Artist, Record of the Year uh, for Thinking About You. And it wins Best Urban Contemporary Album. Uh, but he... Uh, agreed to play on the show if they picked the song that he wanted, which of course was what, Aaron? This is the song you said I should do the... Forrest Gump. Gump, I mean. Yeah, Forrest such Gump. A good, finally, <laughs> somebody's writing a song about what I care about. This is that, Russell's like, shit, he's taking next week's bit with my, <laughs> with my tournament. Um, so let's get right into Frank Ocean. I, I don't really, I mean, he just pretty much, what does he have, two or three albums? Right, he's kind Only of like two, really. I mean, this one and and Blonde, which we already did. Blonde was what in the sixties, maybe. <laughs> so he's got two albums, and they're both in the top one fifty. Yeah, damn. So we and have the thing Stark, is, like, I don't Starling. think he's a great singer, but he's a great. He has a great ear for music, and is a. I mean, vibra He makes vibe records that you know you want. I'm, to I'm telling to. you, get some big noise head, head canceling. Get some big noise canceling headphones. Listen to this album on it. It's a uh, get some head canceling noise phones. Get some head canceling noise phone. I mean, hey, in my marriage, <laughs> thinking about you. This got all the way up to thirty-two on the charts. I saw somebody describe this as atmospheric beat. I like that. Yeah, but he's uh, when he right there when he says it usually doesn't rain in Southern California. He lets you know. He is an R&B fan. Uh, isn't that a Tony, Tony, Tony song about it never rains in Southern California? And so he's already calling back to his influences right there. Rob, did you skip the very opening track? I did start. Did like we do a, start? Oh, I, I, is there a song to it? I thought it was just a skip. No, you just got to go to the yeah. end, though. Did you hear the end? Do you guys recognize that sound or not? Did you hear that? Replay that part you just played. Is that a squeeze box? That's a PlayStation. Oh, right. It's got That's like when you turn on the PlayStation. That's the PlayStation sound. Yeah. Amazing. Russ, you're just now moving in with somebody? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, I can't guarantee that will still be the status as of tomorrow. (laughs) Well, she'll appreciate that money you're going to give her for the cleaning. Uh, fertilizer. This one made me laugh out loud. Right? I gotta say. Fertilizer and bullshit. That's a great joke. It's like a 70s pastiche. Right? It's like the Carpenters, but... Yeah. It's like, what if the turtles said shit? Uh, next up, Sierra Leone. And I think he is African, right? His mom's an immigrant. He, some, Kanye had one about blood diamonds in Sierra Leone. Right? Or is that Jay-Z? Both. It was Kanye and Jay-Z together diamonds yeah. from, from Sierra Leone. But just listen to this, like... I, I never got bored of this album because it's... 
You didn't have to really listen. You could just let it wash over you. Like, but when you did listen, you were blown away. But I think uh, Sierra Leone is the first track on the album where he kind of uh, starts to play with his hip hop influences, right? Because he's almost rapping in some of those some of those spots mm-hmm. or doing kind of like stream of consciousness stuff. So now, Sweet Life. Sweet Life. Do you think he listened to Stevie Wonder? The best yeah, song wasn't the single. This is Stevie Wonder. But you were yeah, yeah. The with the keys. Living and even, no, even the voice, too. The Black the voice too sounds just like him. Domesticated paradise. I mean, that's Stevie Palm Wonder. Trees and if, you, if you jump towards the end, though, the water jump towards the second half of the, of the pill. Is exactly what I And you know what I loved about a lot of these songs? Two, three minutes. In and out. Let's go. What a flow. I love that. Not just money. Let's we'll skip it. Super Rich Kids. I love this because I thought his voice change when he was talking about looking at super rich kids from outside and then when he was the super rich kid rapping about it. This this was the biggest miss on our podcast so far. We did a whole bit about how Rob had a milkman last week. One of us should have done a song about Rob. And I thought for sure we were going with one of us should have done a song about Rob. Guys, I grew up hard scrabble on the street. I told you. This, I think, this was the song I remember most from this album. And the, the Earl Sweatshirt verse, I just love. This song is so good. I think it's just, it, it's kind of like, a, it reminded me a little bit of Stan, where it was like telling a story and I was emotionally involved. Loved it. There's nothing like this type of view. This was one of my, I remember this was one of my first Spotify albums. I remember like making, it was like when I didn't understand that Spotify had albums, I was like, I got to make a playlist of this album so I can listen to it. But somehow like tracks 13 through, no, pretty much anything after Bad Religion, I didn't remember. Like there's still stuff, like I've listened to this album a bunch, but there's still stuff that I didn't recognize. So somehow I listened to it a lot, but never got all the way through. Maybe you missed a track. That's possible. It's possible, right? Like I was trying to build my own playlist and fucked it up. It might, it might happen later in the show. Hmm. Pilot Jones. Pilot Jones, Pilot Jones. Talking about how similar drugs and love are. I warned you guys, I cannot, like, this is an obnoxious sing-along album for me. I can't, I can't listen to these songs without singing along. What does your wife think when you start, like, constantly, like, is she like, oh, yeah, here, go get it, or is she just annoyed with you when you do that? <laughs> it depends on if she's trying to talk to me. She'll sometimes say, I feel like you're not listening to me when you're singing along. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've started playing ukulele because I took an ukulele lesson in Hawaii. And now, I'm Karen, to I'm just going to ask you this real quick. If you're going to yeah. play that instrument eating a delicious Parisian <laughs> uh, bread product God in an island in the Pacific, how what would you say you're doing? I would say I was eating a Hawaiian... Croissant while playing the ukulele. All right, that makes sense to me. Thank <laughs> you. Know. you. I feel she'll smarter. look at me and say, "Like I feel like you're not listening to me when you're doing that." So I, yeah. So sometimes the singing along is good. Sometimes I'm not. listening to you. I'm. I just. I just don't hear you. I just can't. It's the G chord is really hard because you got to put one, two, and then three, and it's different from the G seven, which is two, mm-hmm. one, and three. It's tough. Yeah. Some of those ukulele, some of those ukulele chords are not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Aaron not listening to you. Like what a bummer that would be. Like. Here I am talking to Aaron, right? And he's just 
I know that Aaron wants to take in any information. Like Aaron loves soaking in information. It's his favorite thing to do. And you're talking to him and he's like, nope, not going to pay attention to you. Like I would be so depressed. (laughs) You guys know me. I love soaking in information. Yeah, (laughs) you do. I've got a bad habit of becoming too honest when I'm not paying attention now. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm one to often say, sorry, I'm not listening. I wasn't listening. Can you repeat? That's that okay. I think we're not. No, that's no, a good move. It's better no. than pretending and because everybody knows move. you're not listening and yeah. pretending. Just, oh no, I heard. Yeah. No, I heard. That's Rob, you, fucking amateur style? shit. Get your shit together. Get up to the big <laughs> leagues. I'm not listening. Oh yeah. I'm going to admit weakness that could be used against me later. Mm, oh, let me think. No, I would never do that. Russell ever. Okay. If she answers with no, 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 no. You know, it's a question you say, well, what do you think? I mean, that's the response. And then you figure out what she was talking about oh, from her Rob, context. I've got, I've got the ultimate one. What's How that? does that make you feel? Oh, goddamn, mm. Russell. That's advanced shit. <laughs> hey, you say, when you say that, I pictured you with a mortar board on. That's how smart that was. <laughs> crack rock. Crack rock, crack rock. In glass homes, you're smoking stone. This sounds like it means somebody could wrap up her, right? I've been trying to think of a joke involving The Rock with this, but I can't do it. I suppose when you see him in the from behind when he's naked. Crack rock. Uh, next up, uh, pure. When Aaron's looking through the window at your mids. Pyramids. This is a jam. This is, it is maybe one of my favorites on the album. It's a dance there's, floor there's hit, kind of right? a few, like, I don't know if you call them techno beats or whatever's going on with the beats, but it almost feels like when you get later in the song, it kind of feels like a soccer stadium anthem or something oh, like yes. that. I, yeah. I could see it being on a FIFA game or so. I, I was into right. it. Dance. I mean, this is an all-time college vibe album, right? Yeah. All-time. Like, you play this, you're cool, you know music. I love this. Dang. That song's 10 minutes long. Now, next up. Cleopatra. Okay. You get on an island. All right. Your plane has crashed on an island. And you find numbers. What do they mean? Okay. And then you kind of lost interest. So you stopped watching. It's lost. And then there's a hatch. And you know, What's in the hatch? What's in the hatch? What's in the hatch? What's really going on? Double D. I do love songs that shout out cities, right? Like James Brown, Night Train. Yes. I think one of the other reasons you like this album, Aaron, is because Rob mentioned earlier, it was a surprise release, right? Like there was no buildup for it. It kind of came out of nowhere. Is that right, Rob? Yeah. It it basically, they released it a week early because they were worried it was going to get leaked. So they said they were going to release it and then they released it a week early, which is wild to me. I think we've talked about surprise albums a few times before. I think Kendrick Lamar, one of his albums that we talked about was a, a surprise release. I think Beyonce's had a few, but I thought we could do a quick list of the greatest surprise release albums Ooh, of all I like time. this. Yeah, this is great. Oh, Russell, exciting. I'm shocked that the list is now. Huh? That's that's a surprise right there. Right, because it was such a thing of the time of like the internet when it was like you could leak Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, Russell, I'm so excited. Can I tell you the biggest surprise I ever saw, Russell? What's that? It was the guy at the round table who he he won. That was surprise. Surprise. Like, sir, sir, like. Sir, like Sir Mix a lot the other night at the round table. Yeah, <sighs> not doing it. Not laughing brave, at that brave joke. Sir Robin. Nope, not laughing at that joke. 
Me thinking you're thick in them jeans. Hmm. Need us for test. <laughs> Come on now. Generally considered the first surprise album of all time. I did. I included them on a list last week. We're doing it again, even though they're not my favorite. Doing it. The album is In Rainbows by Radiohead. This song is record. Yes. And in, in Rainbows came out for free, right? As a surprise. Yeah. Like you went to the website. Yeah. It's a great album. You were allowed to pay what you want. It was a yes. pay what you want album, right, Eric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying. I think they had a big dispute with their their producer or their label and they were just like screw it we're putting this out and i think they were tired of all like the leaks that were happening on the internet at the time like mid early to mid 2000s right yeah it's great yeah and I, I remember when this one came out it was like I, it's the radiohead album i've listened to the most how much did you pay oh. nothing it was like oh i don't have to pay i'm not gonna pay it's radiohead They're yes fine. They don't need my money <laughs> yeah i saw tom york the other day he was on the street okay he only had one <laughs> shoe on he's like i couldn't afford the other shoe Cost $12, nobody would chip in. Um, can I just say this uh, 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 about, shoot. I was going to, it's something about big leaks, but I can't remember what it is. It was right, about next. soup, Aaron. <laughs> next. Um, I, I kind of want to do. Take a lap. I, don't, I won't make a joke of this one. Okay. Next on the list, we've talked oh. Beyonce before, but she's been so big at doing the surprise album. She's got to be on the list. Um, this is their self-titled album from 2013, and the song is Drunken Love. Whoa. We did this We've album, done right? this album, right? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she had that same thing where she was like, well, I got to put this out because the whole internet's trying to... This, I'm like Aaron now, where now I can only think about having sex with her in a bathtub. I'm so much like... Right. It's it's all you can think about when you hear about the surfboard. Right, the surfboard. I, mean, I don't really watch a lot of music videos, but I pulled it up on YouTube to give Rob the clip, and this is a pretty intense video. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, yes. well, I'll be checking it out. Thank you. Now, is it as good as Turn Down for What? Which is, of course, the Beck Did a Better official video of all time that we love. <laughs> and I, I think her albums were getting released. They were getting leaked early, too, right? So yes. then she stopped doing that, and then... She wanted really wanted to make the album release like an exciting event again. So she got rid of like the singles releasing those early and everything. Released this one and then released Lemonade early, I think, as a surprise. And there were a few other ones she's done like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what a huge event. I mean, a Beyonce surprise album. Like nobody else could make it a bigger deal. No. All right. The next album on the list that was a surprise was a year later in 2013. We were talking David Bowie earlier. The album is The Next Day and the song is Where Are We Now? Do you guys remember this or not? No. No. 2013 David Bowie? Never. It's when everyone thought he was retired and it turns out he'd been working on an album for like two or three years in secret. He required everyone, Rob, to have a non-disclosure agreement. Ooh. He did the same thing for his his very last album, which came out potentially right, right 2018. after he died, right? Black Is it 2018, Star? Matt? Did I get the 16, year wrong? 16, 18? When did he die? When he died, he released an album like right after he died too, Blackstar. Yeah. That's Guys, guess what? That's going to be this podcast. I'm going to hold one in reserve. I'm going to find one. <laughs> Keep one after I go... Release it. You guys don't know any of the passwords. 16. Aaron, you probably didn't see the surprise release on this one because he released one of the songs on YouTube. It was a YouTube release. Yeah, I would have missed it. It was the first song. Would've no, I think that. you're thinking of, Russell, you're thinking of the next band. A YouTube release. Yeah. All right, Matt, this one's for you. <laughs> you guys might remember this release. 
this album is the songs of innocence. It's you too. I forgot the song name I pulled up, but we'll every breaking it. wave. Russell, you don't remember the songs of innocence tour? Oh my gosh. Is this the one that's on everyone's iPhone? Yeah, Aaron, this is the one where they automatically downloaded it to everyone's iPhone and people got pissed. Yeah. It was so funny. People got so mad. All you had to do is delete it, but it's like, no. I remember my uncle getting this on his on his phone and him being like, can you get this off of here? I do not want this on here. I didn't know how to help him. I think this is one of the reasons why Matt doesn't like these guys is they were like arrogant enough to think like, hey, we're going to make everyone, everyone have our songs needs our album. and people are going to be into it, right? Fucking dicks. Bono so. and David just doing Bono and David things. <laughs> so sometimes surprise releases don't go well, but the last one uh, is one of our favorite artists, I think, on this podcast. And I believe this is one of Aaron's wife's favorite albums. The album is Folklore by Taylor yeah. Swift. Yes, Ooh, this one. Classic in my house. I will be curious. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't know the music. What song would you have picked off this album? I picked the one. This one. I would have picked this one. Is this the best song? This was so big because it was such a departure from her, you know, quote unquote, like normal track, I think, right? I mean, this wasn't very. Admittedly, I had a hard time picking. There's not like a a chorus. The songs felt a little different. Is that right? Great. This one's got such a good groove. Yep. And she says shit. So, and you guys might know, Rob, I know your kids are into Taylor Swift, but I think this was released with less than 24 hours notice created during COVID. And I think they only told the label about it right before they launched it. Mm. That's Do they have a non Taylor's version? Because that's all Aaron will buy is the non Taylor version of these albums. He does not want to support Taylor directly, he wants to support the. I, got, I don't have any beef with Taylor. Should I? Should I have beef with Taylor? You, you, well, I guess no, you, you are supporting the ones that with the uh, blood-sucking yeah. contracts that she signed. Oh, that, I see. Yeah. That's that's the joke. I get it, Russ. Yeah. I'll tell you, but if you had beef with Taylor and there was Russell, and they delivered it on a napkin, you know what you could tell her? List. Oh, yeah. These are panties for this burger. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, Aaron, I love you. I love you. I'm going to write a song about you called Radiohead, Burger Babies. Beyonce, Bowie, U2, Taylor Swift. That's pretty That's good. a murderer right there. That was an excellent list. I could not, I would not have guessed there were that many surprise albums. That's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, next up, okay. Uh, oh, I oh maybe I go to the beach and Tony Shalhoub is there solving uh, riddles or whatever the show is about. Actually, not a mid-level show. Actually, a really good show. Monks. To the sky, but you're beautiful. I stopped watching Tony Shalhoub after Wings. This is about his experience with a groupie. This was like the same drummer as Crack Rock. Oh, so good. Heavy symbols. Uh, next up, Bad Religion. Can you guys like look at see what the song after this is? Because it wouldn't download for me. Uh, Bad Religion. The night this album was released, Russell, he sang this on Jimmy Fallon. Think about how ball. Remember that. Secret yeah. release an album and you show up on Jimmy Fallon and announce it and sing this song. Very cool. Well, yeah, one of those just effortless three stacks verses. Guys, I didn't realize that Frank Ocean made my favorite clothing line. God, I love my bad religion jeans where I put them on and I look like I'm going to an MMA fight. That's my favorite cyanide kind of clothes. He talks about cyanide inside of my styrofoam cup. That's he's doing so much in one line right there, right? He's talking about cults. He's talking about 
purple stuff in his cup. Like it's great. He's mixing so many metaphors. I love it. Rob, you've definitely been a guy who's worn clothes that could be worn to an MMA fight for. Many I had years. that one jeans, those one pair of like jeans, jeans that had leather pockets. On the ass on Rob, you do you have matter. an affliction shirt? Pink. I do not have an affliction matter, shirt. Rob. I will say this: uh, the totally legal place I get these albums from, this song would not download for some reason. So we're doing we're doing it on the YouTube YouTube. So he got Andre three thousand. Models are made for modeling, but thick girls are made for cutting. He wanted to have both Big Boy and Andre, but they didn't want to get together on somebody else's album. But, I mean, think about this. You're Frank Ocean. This is your first real album. You asked Andre 3000 and Big Boy to get back together. That's how baller you are. That's yeah. unbelievable. I like if we had Meg from Pittsburgh doing our first episode. Yes. And I guess... Andre's verse has nothing to do with any of the rest of the album. Like it's when this like in this spot in three sex career when he would just drop in and do a feature and just kill something and then you yeah. know, go play his flute in Paris or whatever. He was like, I got to get out of this house with Erica Badu. I'm willing to go body boogie boarding. I'll do whatever you want. I'll go to the deli. Get me out of this house. I hate it here. That's not, wait, <laughs> none of this is that. Aaron, why are you nodding? Uh, you know, yeah, big nods. A nod like that, then it's not accurate. Oh, he doffed his cap. Oh, he took out his phone, showing <laughs> us a picture of him bodyboarding. All right, Forrest Gump. Just so buff and so strong. So strong. Now, Forrest Gump was a fucked up movie, right? If somebody on a park bench offered you chocolates, there's a 0% chance you take it, right? That's if they ever got. Reese's panties on them. That's true. There's a lot of Life is like a box of chocolates. I'd be like, most chocolates all have panties. If they're the mellow cups like Barry from Birdsville, I'd say no. You ever wonder when he when he's on his three-year run, like, where did he sleep? Yeah. How did he eat? Matt, maybe the movie director was taking Instagram videos during that part of Forrest Gump's run and they couldn't remember, so it didn't make the movie. So that's why you don't know. Uh, probably just a preview for for next week if we do drama if we still do my tournament for scump not a rust dvd oh I don't not no oh, why man. would you have it I mean, does anybody wake up and have an urge to watch Forrest Gump I can hear the children no. right like one word running on the grass what's the name yeah. of the song uh, uh and Somehow this is a song I've never heard. I've listened to this album many times. I don't know this song. Well, Aaron, I don't know what to tell you. You're not a real music guy, okay? You should probably brush up, okay? Or we're going to kick you off the fucking podcast. It's fair. It's Listen. Fair. <laughs> okay? Yeah, just like... <sighs> tough but fair. Think, Rob. Just like that turkey leg. Nailed it. Get it at the fair. <laughs> Rating system. Hey, hey this, just like this... Those turkeys, this podcast is done. Those turkeys are done. Uh, oh, yes, I love coming to the Renaissance Fair. Ye old breasts are everywhere. It's great. I see thou art having a large bosom and want to show it to me. They're like, no, you can't say that just because you're at the Renaissance Fair. Renaissance unfair. Kick me out. Here's the deal. Okay. This current uh, orange, current, no. What are we doing? <laughs> Channel, orange. Channel Orange. Channel Orange. I thought it was current for some reason. I was like, I cannot put my mind orange around this. Current? Orange Channel current. Orange 
by Frank Ocean, okay, is this album, okay, the perfect album, okay? It will get Big Boy and Andre 3000. That would be Rolling Well Toned. It is perfect here at 148, okay? I love Octopies. No, I love... I love Octomoms. Okay. We all remember it that way. I love Octomoms. This is the I love Octomoms episode. It didn't come up as much as we thought. Okay. Russell tried to get that bit going earlier. Didn't work, Russell. Okay. So let's try to. I tried. Come on. We got to keep it up. We thought Octomoms, it had some traction. I thought it was great. Or is it like having six kids? Okay. That is a rolling groan. Not enough kids. Okay. You're not Octomom with six. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a sextomom. Okay, yeah, guess what? Every mom's a sex to mom. They have to be. I mean, they have a kid. You know, it's just the way it is. That's the... Do you get what's my joke there? Sex to mom? Would it be yeah, six? Got it. Got okay. It. I mean, I bet sex to mom was not pleased when Octomom came out. Like, sex to mom was hanging out with Heptamom. Like, I thought you stole my thunder. Octomom is... Giving a just no, you're giving no love to Septamom here or what? <laughs> Septamom. What if somebody comes up with six-minute abs? No, it's seven. <laughs> seven-minute abs. I mean, really, Septimom sounds like who Optimus Prime fights, right? Like, it's, a, it's an Octomom, but it transforms yeah. into a truck. Or if she's deviated, then right. she might cause breathing problems. Deviated oh, Septimom. A deviated Septimom. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's two in the morning without telling me it's two. I've got seven kids, but my mind is fucked up. It's crazy up there. I'd be like, man, you're a deviated septimom. <laughs> Sam, get me the all spark. All right. Or would this be a rolling bone? Rob, okay? who was the sir we were talking about earlier? Sir who? <laughs> Surprise. I bet if Surprise went and had to bend the knee, they would do it to the king's scepter mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. That's very good. Oh. Ah. Surprise. Did you say hi to everybody? Yep, Scepter Mom. Uh, or is this just like a normal Octomom rolling bone? Okay. Uh, so, I mean, guys, come on. We already did the Octomom jokes. No more. I mean, Decamom? Don't do that. None of these moms would exist if they would have gone to the, the fair in Nevada, Iowa, <laughs> where the <laughs> porta potty was. Yep. None of them. Nadi Suleiman's like, man, I'm glad I didn't get knocked up in that porta potty. Oh, Otherwise, God. I wouldn't have my great, gorgeous kids. I'll go one. I'll go two. I'll go three. I'll go four. And I'll go five. I'll go six. I'll go seven. And Randy. <laughs> uh, Randy Suleiman, meet your brother. I'll go one. <laughs> Is your mom Nadia Suleiman, Octomom? Rob doesn't want this to end. He loves the podcast so much. He does this so every much. time. Every time. Just imagine Aaron's. Sunrise that would be there. Aaron's carpool group, wouldn't it? Like the kids. He's like, yeah, I am carpooling with Octomom. It's a huge pain. It's not fair. <laughs> She's got eight kids I got to bring. Fucking Randy. I'll go four. Threw up at my house. Okay. It's terrible. Matt, this is a sign that Rob loves you, that he doesn't want to stop talking to you. Yeah, he just Matt, wants to be here with us for as long as Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. What do you think? I think I'm struggling to find how we should have two Frank Ocean albums in the top 150. Um, 
I, I, I guess I can see how he's good at his craft and, you know, obviously very good at coming up with songs in a quick manner that, uh, you know, make it onto an album that is very successful. So I, I'm just struggling with it. It's not for me. I don't know how much I'll come back and listen to this album. I think I listen to Blonde more than I listen to this album. But I think there's just too many other artists and genres that have not even been touched yet to uh, have this album here. So I think it belongs in the list, but I will say it's rolling grown. It should be lower on the list. Uh, Russell, and of course, lower on the list is a higher number, right? And we know yeah. that. Okay. It's kind of like an Octomom, right? The more famous you are, higher number of kids. Okay. Uh, lower on the list of things I'm interested in. Cause I also look at the list from top, from bottom to top of things I'm interested in. Uh, and guess what? Regular lists at the top, Aaron, they don't interest me. Aaron, rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown. What do you think? Uh, I'm with Matt. I, I, I do love this album. Um, and I have loved this album, but when blonde came along, I thought, Oh, this is the Frank Ocean album that I really want to want to hear. Um, so if I'm going to go back to one, I'm probably going to listen to Blonde more frequently. And it seems odd that we have two Frank, like I, two two Frank Ocean albums in the top 150. Seems like maybe too many. So I love this album, but I'm going to give it a rolling groan. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Frank Ocean. Oh, why did I do this when I don't know the title of the album? Why do I keep doing this? Uh, Channel Orange. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's synth, there's guitars, there's kind of, I don't know if you'd call it funk, pop, soul, jazz. It feels all over the place. It almost, that kind of mentioned genre and Aaron kind of said it didn't really, you know, I, I forgot what you guys kind of eventually landed on, but it almost feels just genre defying to me. It feels like it's all over the place. There's so many different things and it's really interesting to listen to. It's fun. I'd probably listen to it again, but I think you guys are right for me. Like, both these albums are within the last 10 years, right? I think they have two really recent albums in the top 50 from one artist. Her top 150 seems like a bit much. So I'm going to say it's rolling, go- rolling grown. I think he's super talented. I like listening to it. But two, two albums from one artist from the last 10 years is too much. Rolling grown. Uh, listen, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. All right. Target. This gets a rolling interview quotation. I have a sick, perverse dream in my head that someday somebody's going to interview me and say, listen, you've been doing this podcast for a while. You're super famous now. What have you been most surprised of, of groups you like on the podcast? And my number one answer would be Frank Ocean. I love the sound. I love a clearly produced album. It is different. It is fun. I love both these albums. Never heard them before. Fell in love with them instantly. Number two on the list, by the way, uh, Van Morrison. Now, okay, next up. It turns out that, you know what 149 is mathematically, Aaron? It's 100 plus 49. It's a prime number. Oh! Okay, we wow. got the eponymous John Prine coming up Sam next. Stone came home. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off. Guys, this episode was so long. Ugh. What's your problem? Got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Pervert basement. Jack did it better. Hey, Rob, this podcast is weird tonight. <laughs> it's time to Russell's say Russell's living his truth. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. Guys, oh. we tried fighting Ivan Drago. It didn't work. Now, me, Nadia Suleiman, I'm going to go try something different. I'm going to go over to Russia 
and I'm going to have sex with Ivan Drago. Me, Octomom. Because we talked about it earlier, how I'd be hooked up to the machines and you would see the numbers. Pounds per square inch. That's a sex thing with me, for sure. I never really noticed the percussion on this song. It's nice. It's very... Hey, Rob. What's going on? If, uh... If, uh... Regina Nielsen was in a movie mm-hmm. and she was playing the Octobomb, what version of what version of the movie would it be? The eight? <laughs> like mom eight? <laughs> what? Remember, she's only she's only in sequels. Oh no. Remember Gene Nielsen's not in real movies. She's only in I love the idea that it's like mom it's like hey the, the, the sequel to that Octomon movie. Yeah, but the original Octomom won't come back for the actress. Let's get Brigitte Nielsen. Let's get It'll Brigitte be fine. Nielsen in here. <laughs> you want her to have like the stark white blonde hair? No, no. We'll take the different Brigitte. <laughs> oh, God. That was fun. <laughs> Playing so much baseball is what made it so gray. Oh, man. Why would you say that to her? <laughs>